Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us. Here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from, we appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way, and that's with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew here in Starkville or Brupolo in Tupelo. Kind of weird if Brupolo was an olive branch. Olive brunch? No, that doesn't work. We got- olive brunch? If olive you have some of their goodies? Uh, I mean, I like brunch. Don't get me wrong. Uh, anyway, wherever you live in our great state, you can have Strange Brew Coffee every day of the week with a simple click of the mouse. You just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and they'll ship right to your door. So wherever you live here in the state of Mississippi or wherever in this great country of ours, you can start your day the right way with a cup of Strange Brew Coffee. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com, that's the place to find the biggest and best selection of maroon and white merchandise here in central Mississippi. Well, I say here in central Mississippi. I'm sort of the north central Mississippi, I guess. But where would you say we are? North I've always said I've always Central. said I've always said central Mississippi, mm-hmm. but I saw an actual map before mm-hmm. that broke everything down and technically we're in north Mississippi. Okay. Well then so be it. If you I've always thought we were in central, but well it doesn't matter where you are again because you can just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. You're looking for something brand new for yourself, for your car, for your house, for your tailgate, or just to give us a gift. They've got you taken care of, with, not only with the Bulldogs, but the Rebels, the Golden Eagles, the Tigers, the Crimson Tide, everything at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starbucks' newest and best Mexican restaurant. They're looking forward to seeing you this spring when you're up here for Bulldog baseball. The porch out there, the patio, is going to be a fantastic place to head before the games or after the games. Enjoy a handcrafted margarita, enjoy some chips and salsa, and enjoy some tacos that you can't find anywhere else, not just here in Starville, but just about anywhere else in the state of Mississippi. It's a unique and it's outstanding experience every time you go to Humble Taco. When you're looking for an easy lunch that's also good and good, no, nah, it's not bad for you, you can go to Firehouse Subs. They got locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowood, and Madison, and they make it so easy with the Firehouse Subs app. Just download the app today. Place your order, pick it up, and boom. You're eating and you're getting free subs really, really quick. Pick up a meatball sub. That's the Brian Haydad favorite. I know it's I know it's very basic. I'm a very basic person, but I like the meatball sub. What can I say? Enjoy it every time you're at Firehouse Subs. All right. We've got some baseball talk. We're talking a little football recruiting second half of the show. Not, not that there's been a commitment, but this is the time of year for Mike Leach where the quarterback starts to come into focus. He likes to get that guy in the class early. We'll talk about some of the options there uh, for the Bulldogs second part of the show. But baseball. Robbie, I don't really want to get too deep into preview. I mean, I think looking at the results, I, I, I think you have to expect a sweep for Mississippi State this weekend, and not only a sweep, but probably some, some crazy score lines. I don't believe this is a very good Northern Kentucky team. 
So let's talk more in terms of what we saw week one, what we like to see different in week two. We sort of hit on that a little bit yesterday with, with the, the rotation. Want to see a little bit more from Casey Hunt. Want to see him improve. Want to see him, you know, have some confidence this weekend, throw strikes, spot his pitches a little bit better. If that's number one on your list, Robbie, what's number two of things you want to see different from the Bulldogs in week two? Throwing strikes really is, is the main thing for me. Um, I, I want I want that bullpen to shore up some of con, some of the concerns, and I I don't know if you can come away learning anything really really good from this series, but you can be, come away being concerned. You, if if they come out in this series and they're walking the bases loaded against this lineup, then you have to start getting a little concerned about Mississippi State's bullpen. Um, or if they're giving up, you know, if, if they're getting barreled up by Northern Kentucky and giving up home runs and doubles in the gaps and things like that, that this bullpen should come out and gain some confidence this weekend because you want to be feeling really good about yourself going into next week. You have a really tough schedule on the way. You got Tulane coming up in a series against a team that very easily could have swept you last year. You got Texas Tech in two ball games against a team that you know is going to be really talented. You got Southern Miss. This is not going to be an easy stretch for Mississippi State, and they need to come out of it pretty well unscathed. You don't, you don't want to get behind the eight ball here going into SEC play in a, in a few weeks. So uh, this is a very important weekend in terms of gaining that confidence and coming out and just absolutely dominating these ball games. When you, when you look at, at, at what you just said about that upcoming schedule, and we've talked about it many times before about how you, you what what is the number you, of non-conference games you can lose and still feel comfortable host as a, as a national seed being a host. You know you're at worst or at best, I guess I should say, a third of the way to the to the to the bad number. I think six is probably the most you can you can you can lose. So you've already lost two. So that upcoming stretch, you're right. So throwing strikes, I mean, getting some, some options in the bullpen is going to be key for Mississippi State because when you talk about midweek games, you know, you know guys are going to come out of the bullpen. I'm always interested, you know, when you play a midweek game against a really solid opponent, and that's what State has in their next two. They have, you know, USM and, and Texas Tech. How do you approach that from a pitching perspective? Obviously, we'll talk to Coach Lamonis on Monday on Sports Talk Mississippi to ask him that question. For me, and, and, and I'll get your thoughts on this too, the other thing I want, one of the things I want to see is he's hitting the ball hard, but he's, he's, he's hitting it out. And when he's not hitting it, he is making some big swing and misses, and that's Kellum Clark. We talked all offseason about how he's a sort of an X factor for this team, could be a huge power guy. But week one went about as bad for Kellum Clark as it did for anybody on the team. Do you expect to see a little bit of a bounce back in week two, or is this going to be a situation where – he may, you know, I, I don't want to say he's played his way out of the lineup, but he might have more pinch hit opportunities this weekend than starting opportunities. I think so, because Drew McGowan has proven that he can come in there and hit the baseball, and he's not going to hit it nearly as hard as Kellum, and he's not going to hit it out of the yard like Kellum can. But he's had some better at-bats. He's a better defender. You can move him around. You want to get him some reps, because if something happens in the outfield – He's a guy that can slide into any of those three slots, I think, and perform really well. But for Mississippi State to have a lot of success at the plate this year, I really feel like Kellum Clark has to be a big part of things. You, you, you want to have – it's very likely that he's going to be somewhere around the bottom of the order because I don't think he's going to be hitting 
um, enough average-wise to stay at the top. Um, if you have a guy down there batting seventh or eighth, like Kellum Clark, that at any point can take one over the scoreboard in right field, that's a big deal. It's, it's tough to pitch around a lineup like that when you have some power there at the bottom. And I, I feel like he's going to be a very important part of Mississippi State's plans. They need him to get going. And the more he sees at the plate, the better he's going to be. But right now he's just in a, he's just in a major slump. And even the balls that he's just absolutely destroying are getting caught. I mean, he hit one 105 miles an hour the other day, mm-hmm. and it was right at somebody, and it was two outs. Yeah, <laughs> it was a double play. Yeah. So I mean, that's the, you know you're you, you have a ton of bad luck right now when you're hitting the ball 105 miles an hour off the bat, and not only are you getting out, but you're getting somebody else out. So that's just kind of where he is right now, and he just needs something to happen good this weekend that can get him out of this. Yeah, I mean that's a guy who you know we we've said it before. State, you know, you feel like you know what the, the top of state's lineup is going to be. You know that it's going to be James and Hancock and Tanner. You're in this for the rest of the year, one, two, three, in all likelihood. Having Kellum Clark down there, six or six or seven, pushing balls out of the ballpark, it, it puts you a long way towards defending your national title. Him being able to do that, and especially with Cumbus having gotten off to a pretty solid start to the start of the season, he's getting on base before Clark. I mean, there's some RBI opportunities there for him. So hopefully this weekend he can start to sort things out a little bit and get his approach at the plate. A, a little bit more. And, and I think that sort of goes for, to a lesser degree for those other guys I just mentioned, James and Hancock and, and Tanner. None of them had a great weekend last weekend. Um, you know, those are your leaders. Those are the guys you expect more from, Robbie. Do, do you expect to see them this weekend maybe starting to, you know, get, get, get back on that pace a little bit to have the kind of seasons that we feel like they're going to have? They should. I mean, I, Luke, Luke Hancock, uh, is going to be fine. I mean, he had a lot of ground outs and fly outs and things like that. I didn't think his uh, approach or anything was bad this past weekend. Um, he's going to get it together. And I, I like him batting with people on base. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel like that's going to be one of your your best guys at pushing runners around the bases. Um, and, you know, Cam James, I moved him to leadoff at one, at one point last week. We'll see if that works. I I don't know if I'm – if I like that, just and I don't, I don't know if uh, Lamonis likes it either. Mm-hmm. Him batting leadoff just because he's such a good RBI producer, and you, you need him to be down a little bit so he can push some runs across. So they need somebody to emerge as, as a true leadoff hitter. And right now, I'm I'm not exactly sure who's that who that is going to be, but you know Hunter Hines. Uh, looked really good in his first weekend. So you got some guys that are going to be battling for spots in the in the top of the order. You need Logan Tanner and Cam James and Luke Hancock to be, you know, just automatic. You need those guys to be really good um, batting average wise. You know they're going to have power, but it's it's really crazy. In the first four games, none of those guys pushed one out of the yard. Yeah, every guy that hit a home run was a quote unquote smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Um, with Matt Corder and Davis Mesh and Tanner Leggett. Those were your home run guys last week. So at some point, those other guys are really going to start to to pop. And this would be a good weekend to do it, get those guys rolling and feeling good about themselves moving into an important week next week. Yeah, I mean, as much as you say, you know, you can't replace Tanner Allen, you can't replace Roddy Jordan, you have to replace their production. You know, if you want to 
being in Omaha, if you want to have a chance to play for a national championship, a couple of guys are going to have to hit 300-plus and double-digit home runs and drive in runs at the top of the order. And that needs to be James, Hancock, and Tanner. And, and I think they will. You know, this isn't – you know, I don't want to be alarmist here or anything like that. But, but you know, those, those guys, they got to start – they got to start at some point. And this is, it just feels like this weekend with, with the pitching staff they're going to face, everybody should be hitting this weekend. Now, the weather will affect that, obviously. It's going to be really cold out there at the ballpark this weekend. But even then, you, you should be seeing some pitches to hit. Is there anything we haven't hit? Is there anything – is there any player that we want to keep an eye on this weekend that we haven't mentioned? Not really off the top of my head. I mean, we've we've covered a lot of our bases. But I, there, there's some guys that um, – this could be a really big weekend for Tanner Leggett if he wants to continue to push for starting spot. I don't know yet if Lamonis makes that move and – and forces Lane Forsyth out because Forsyth, I think, did have a hit the other day in the Sunday game before Leggett came in. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, he, it, he didn't do anything wrong uh, per se. But I, I think you, you probably stick with Forsyth for a little bit to see if, if he can really get it going at the plate. But if Leggett is, you know, a late game replacement or something and is, is just consistently getting on base and getting hits – and Forsyth is not, that's going to be a decision that Chris Lamonis has to make. So when Leggett gets his chances this week, that's a guy to watch. If he's continuing to be really consistent at the plate, he's going to be a, a player um, that, that could insert himself into that lineup before all of a sudden done. And I want to see, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot from Slate Offord yet. That's a guy that we talked a lot about preseason. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like if Mississippi State's able to get big leads, you're going to see a ton of guys getting off the bench because – like Lamona said the other day, last year it was the pitching staff that had so much depth and so much competition, and you were seeing, you know, 20-plus guys in the first couple of weeks of the season getting out there to pitch. This year you're going to see more and more of these guys coming off the bench that are battling for spots in the outfield and the infield getting their opportunities. I mean, Luke Hancock came in there the other day and, and was behind the plate, gunned a guy down at second. That's a pretty darn good backup catcher. Um, you know, I feel like Hunter Hines is a really good backup first baseman. You have, um, you know, Davis Mesh that I feel like can come in there. Tanner Leggett, uh, Drew McGowan in the outfield. Jess Davis came in the, there the other day and had a hit or two. So there's so many guys that are battling for positions. This is their weekend if Mississippi State can build a lead to get in there and show what they've got and get some more reps under their belt. I agree. I agree. It should be an interesting weekend of baseball because – you and I have sort of set this expectation that this should be three pretty easy wins with a lot of runs. It'll be interesting to see if that if that doesn't happen, what the reaction is to that. So we'll see. Uh, first game uh, Friday th- or today, 3 p.m., then 2 o'clock on Saturday and 1 o'clock on Sunday. Sunday, I, just looking at the weather ahead, a lot of rain in the, the forecast. So we'll be interested to see if they, they do some finagling to try to get all three of these games uh, in. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that whatever you're looking to cook for your family for dinner tonight, there's always a great idea to put beef in there. Ground beef, steaks, roasts, brisket, tri-tip, picanha, stew meat, chuck. I can continue to list. I feel like, uh, what, what was that? Bubba Gump? Or, or, or Bubba? Listen Fried the shrimp. Yeah, yeah I, can do it the whole, shrimp. I can do the whole thing. Hamburgers, spaghetti, chili. It's the same thing there. So, remember, put beef in the shopping cart. Not only are you preparing a delicious and nutritious meal for your family, 
You're helping out the 15,000 Mississippians who are beef producers here in this state. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats, over there in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. You know you'll be heading to Two Brothers this weekend. It's not a trip to Starkville without a trip over there to grab some smoked wings, to grab some barbecue tacos, maybe grab a burger. It's all good, and it's all right there in the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's a really simple pl- uh, system over there at Advantage Business Systems. They, they, they can't make it any easier for you. You want great products? They've got it. You want a wide selection of name brands? They've got that. And most importantly, and I think what everybody wants, is great service. Nobody wants to be taken for granted, and nobody wants to be treated like, like they don't matter. Well, instead of well, how about instead of a 1-800 number, instead of calling some call center overseas, we'll give you a 601 number. Talk to somebody here in Mississippi, and they'll take care of you this very day and not, ah, well, you know, we'll get somebody out there in a week or so. That's the kind of service you get with Advantage Business Systems, like you're doing business with your next-door neighbor. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, let's talk Mississippi State quarterback recruiting. This is the time, you know, around these first junior days where the guy sort of comes into play, into focus, right? Two years ago, you knew that Sawyer Robertson was the guy for Mike Leach in the 20, uh, that would have been the 2021 class. In the 2022 class, you knew about around this time that Braden Locke was kind of the guy for that class. We we are starting to get some ideas of who the guy is in this class, but we don't have it all the way. I think there are there are four targets for Mississippi State, one of which is probably starting to, to trend the other way. And that's the the kid from uh, is he from Colorado, Braden Dorman? Uh, he's already committed to Arizona. Did he go ahead and commit? I was wondering why he wasn't yeah. on the targets list. Okay, so he's out. Well, if you would have been following over at two four seven, where we had his actual announcement on CBS. All right, let's 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 talk for a second here. I don't watch recruit announcements. Okay. Well, even if, all you have even to do if they is commit be on the message state. board. All you have to do is be on the best message board, Brian. I am on the message actually, board. I didn't see didn't this thread. Attention. I didn't, didn't see pay it. attention. It, you know why? It was probably probably somebody I have blocked. I don't read their threats because I'm cool. No, I'm just kidding. You had the uh, ignore feature on? Yeah. Uh, what anyway. a great feature. I was reading the thread yesterday, but I couldn't tell what was being said in there. Yeah. Because all I saw was a bunch of blank messages. Yeah, I, I blocked everybody. All right. So they're out. This past week, two new offers went out at the quarterback position. Brock Glenn, a three-star quarterback out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee, the Lausanne, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, collegiate school, uh, six foot two, 200, I'm sorry, 195 pounds. Uh, from all indications, received that offer, uh, was very happy to receive that offer, I should say. Uh, then you have from the great state of Iowa, uh, six foot six is the first thing that strikes me about this kid. Where did he go? He went away. There he is. JJ Cole from Akinney, Iowa, six, six, two twenty five. I mean, the kid could grow to be a left tackle. Um, another three-star kid right as the number 18, uh, is that pro style or dual threat? I don't know. It just says quarterback rankings. Who's this Manning kid? I've never heard of him. Uh, any can to Archie? I think so. I mean, his name is Arch. His offer list is a little more impressive than, than Glenn's. Glenn, 
seems to have sort of your southern, uh, you know, your group of five offers. Cole offers from Boston College, Florida State, Indiana, Iowa, Iowa State, some Big Ten, some, some Big 12 schools. And then there's the guy that I know Robbie Falk is sort of a fan of, and that's Mac Howard here in Mississippi up there at Heritage Academy, who led the, uh, them to a, a state championship a season ago. He does not, as of yet, have a Mississippi State offer. Is that accurate? That's correct. He does Do not. you think you know, we, their junior days are starting to come up? Is there an offer in the works for him, or are Glenn and Cole going to be the guys they sort of focus on? It looks like these guys are ahead of him right now, mm-hmm. um, just judging by the offers that they threw out to him. Um, and I know they've been after Brock Glenn for a while. I want to say that they went – that maybe Drew Hollingshead went and visited him or something uh, back earlier in the spring. Could be wrong on that. But, um, I, you know, I just – I get the sense that these two are ahead of Mac right now, just judging by the fact that they've – I mean, obviously, they've offered them two and they haven't offered Mac. Right. Um, I have no problem with any of those three quarterbacks. I've watched the film on all three. I feel like any of them could come to Mississippi State and be successful in this offense. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're all good quarterbacks. I always kind of like if if it's all if everything's even and I feel like Mississippi State would be good with any of them. I always lean towards the in-state guy just because you can continue those relationships in the state. It's good. It's good for morale and all that stuff. Um, and I also just like to see those in-state kids get those experiences. Mm-hmm. But any of these guys would be good. I think Mississippi State's narrowed in and, and, and evaluated pretty well here. Uh, I feel like Braden Dorman would have been really good. But also these guys uh, looked apart as well. I think, I think Cole, too, I think his father is uh, in charge of the Cole kicking camps. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, so, I mean – uh, this guy's probably got a ton of um, – uh, you, you look at the offer sheet, and he's probably got a ton of connections, probably more connections than Brock Glenn. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if you look into that mm-hmm. um, really seriously, but he, he has the offer, so that's all that matters. From all indications, I think it's going to be tough to get him out of Iowa too. That's, mm-hmm. That state traditionally, it seems like, they get some really good players uh, come out of there, and they they tend to stay home. Yeah, I haven't done my research on that, but that's just. Are you surprised to not see a Texas player this thus far? Seems like Texas has been is his. You know, he's all three of the quarterback he signed have been from Texas. Yeah, a little bit, um, but I think they're just kind of looking around and and finding the best fit. Um, and the two two completely different kind of quarterbacks when I look at Cole and I look at Glenn Cole is that tall lanky I hate to say lanky at you know 225 but his his build um is a little different than Brock Glenn's and Brock Glenn's 62 but Glenn can really throw it around I, I was really impressed with what he did in his video had kind of a pro style looking um offense but he can really he can really throw it around the yard, and I feel like Cole can as, as well. Cole to me looks like maybe a little more mobile, but that's not the first thing I'm looking for in an air raid quarterback, anyways. So those seem to be the three guys that you know you would expect, and I honestly I I would expect within the next month or so one of them will have committed to Mississippi State because that's just how Mike Leach kind of wants to operate a quarterback. He wants to get that position 
taken care of. He doesn't want it to drag out. He doesn't want it to get too deep into the summer. For sure, he wants to have his quarterback in his class so that his focus can go elsewhere. And you start to really, you start to really kind of see who is the guys that are really serious about Mississippi State when they come to campus. Yeah, and I mean, like we said, Junior Day should be coming up pretty soon. Obviously, the spring game is about you know two months away, so you'll have people coming in there. So we'll see. You know, state is. I mean, what two guys committed in this class? Both of them from the state of Mississippi, and then you know they're they're the top five is very interesting here in the state. Son Terrain Perkins, you going to Ole Miss? We had this discussion before. He's he's going to Ole Miss. He's from Raleigh. He's going to Ole Miss. Ty Jones is number three. He's committed to state. Number five is Malik Ellis, the offensive tackle out of Laurel. Stop me if you've heard that one before. A lot of people expecting him to go to follow the path of Charles Cross and head to Mississippi State. And then you have Isaac Smith at Itawamba up there in Fulton, and then Ridgeland's Aiden Williams. Both of those guys are projected to be Ole Miss Rebels, Ole Miss Leans. But Isaac Smith is a guy who's been on campus and has been talking up Mississippi State. Possible kind of Marquez Dort situation there? Oh, isn't his dad an Ole Miss alum? I believe he is, yes. So, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. But he is giving State a good look. Yeah, it would be it would be a little surprising if he did choose state. Surprising, but I, it was surprising last year when Marquez Dortch chose state. I think once we we all thought that once MJ Daniels went to Ole Miss, that that was locked up and done. So the recruiting process is what it is, and we're talking about you know a couple of kids there with, in Williams and Smith. I mean Williams is a receiver, so you know Spurrier is going to have his say there, and that'll be a good test. I, I don't know if he's an insider outside. I mean he's listed at six foot three. Your first thought would be, well, obviously he's an outside receiver, but you know, Tulu Griffin is an outside receiver and he's five foot ten, five foot nine. Um, and then Smith is a safety. You think Tony Hughes would be involved with that? So maybe, you know, something there. I don't know. I don't know. But quarterback, like we said, that's this is coming towards the time of year where Leach likes to get his guy in the boat. Be interesting to see who it is. If I had to predict somebody today, I think Glenn is trending towards Mississippi State. And then I agree with you that Cole seems like a tough pull. So it's either going to be Glenn, and if not him, I think it would be Mac Howard. I think if Glenn probably doesn't commit in the next couple of weeks, if he doesn't commit soon, they might move on to Mac Howard. I, I just get that impression. That's that's my personal gut feeling on this. But we'll see. We shall. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, but, yeah, well, still still some time left, and they, I think they're going to host some more visitors in the next mm-hmm. few weeks. So um, you'll start to see offers and all that come out. Uh, during that time, and the the visitors are the ones you really have to watch for. The who, what quarterbacks are on campus? Yeah, when, when Braden Dorman wasn't coming to campus, you knew he was not coming to Mississippi State. Yeah, agreed. All right. So obviously, we'll have a lot of baseball to talk about this weekend. Uh, when we come back on uh, on Monday show, we'll see what happens with uh, with men's and women's basketball. We'll, we'll certainly talk about that. Uh, we'll have a positional breakdown next week. We'll look at the running back position, Marks. Johnson, and now Hargrove and Price. What can they do for Mississippi State next year? Uh, We may have some recruiting talk and a lot of other good stuff, and obviously a ton of baseball next week on the show. Huge huge matchups with Southern Miss and Tulane next week. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.